Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome in game time decisions here on this Wednesday now, January 17th. I'm Joe Ranieri. Appreciate you hanging out with us here on the Sports Grid Network as getting ready for a big night here on the hardwood, both uh, college basketball, where we've got 44 games slated for action. And, of course, the NBA in full effect here uh, this evening. And we've got a lot of great head-to-head matchups that we're going to talk about, including a game that features the new-look Toronto Raptors. And I say new-look because they've already made one major trade this season when they dealt uh, OG there, Ananobi, to the Knicks, and and they got in return R.J. Barrett. They got Emmanuel Quigley. Well, they weren't done. They told us they weren't done restructuring that entire roster. And what they ended up doing then was saying bye-bye to Pascal Siakam, who is now headed to the Indiana Pacers in a deal built pretty much around, I believe, three first-round picks in the future. And uh, the Pacers, uh, boy, oh, boy, that's a real interesting team now, is it not? Uh, he goes to the Indiana Pacers. The Raptors, in return, are getting Bruce Brown, uh, Jordan Noah, Kira Lewis, and uh, a few first-round picks in the near future over the next couple of years. And then, of course, the Pelicans, they got involved in this, too, and they've got a few uh, cash considerations, uh, to say the least. So we've got a little something going on here in the NBA in which we are all, I, well, who knows, the trade deadline's not even done yet, as we welcome in our radio audience here from around the country on this uh, on this Wednesday. Uh, it is Game Time Decisions here on the Sports Grid Network. I'm Joe Ranieri, and of course, we've got plenty of games going on in the association tonight. Loaded slate in college basketball. We do have just a handful of games in the NHL. Uh, and why is that? Well, uh, one of the games got canceled uh, because of weather there as the Chicago Blackhawks taking on the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, and they, uh, of course, had to postpone the game. It seems familiar in that part of the country right now, does it not? Where it uh, it feels like the weather, some of the worst that we have seen all year long, and it's causing all sorts of travel delays. Uh, it's been an issue to say the least here. But they are hoping to be able to get that game in tomorrow. So that'll leave us with just two. That is right, two of the uh, of the games uh, remaining on the schedule tonight in the NHL. But we got more going on here because if you guys haven't forgotten, there is quite an interesting NFL slate of games uh, that are going to be uh, coming up here this weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. And I, for one, am looking very, very, uh, I'm excited uh, for what's going to happen in Buffalo against the Kansas City Chiefs. That game is going to be uh, Sunday, the late game. And we've got to hope, because believe it or not, once again, the weather, as evident by the cancellation in this game, the weather looks like it is going to be a problem maybe once again. So we are going to have to uh, keep our fingers crossed and hope that there are no more cancellations, delays, pushbacks, uh, or anything of that nature because the weather appears to be playing a role probably not just in Buffalo, 
but it looks like Baltimore and even out west in the Bay Area there as San Francisco getting ready to take on the uh, the Green Bay Packers. That game, too, a little bit worried about some uh, some heavy winds in that game might play a role or an issue in the, what the scoring is going to be, which is why it is always important to understand this time of year with these outdoor games what it is that we are looking at here. But all in all, I know Detroit won't have any weather issues. Uh, that's because that game is indoors. And uh, the big question everyone seems to be asking in that game coming up this weekend is what exactly are we getting from the Tampa Bay Bucks? Did the Tampa Bay Bucks show us how good they were against the Eagles and what the future might hold? Or did the Eagles show us just how pathetic and ridiculous they really are here? I, nothing is settled uh, in that game as the market has not pushed it to seven, as you can see on the board there, still six and a half. I don't believe it's going to get to a touchdown at any point, but the total is also something that we are keeping a close eye on. 48, 47 and a half, 48 was what the original um, line was when it opened. It does appear that we think Baker Mayfield uh, and what we've seen him do over the last month uh, with the core of wide receivers they have should have no problem putting up some points against that secondary of Detroit and vice versa. There's a lot of people believe that uh, the Detroit uh, Lions, along with Jared Goff and those receivers, should have no problem taking shots and moving the ball against this Tampa Bay Bucks defense. I have my doubts with both of those scenarios for a few reasons, including the fact that we just watched Detroit score three points in the second half of the game against the Rams, a Rams defense in which, if we're being honest, not as good as this Tampa Bay Bucks defense, but what they did do was they made the necessary adjustments that they needed to make in order to take away what Jared Goff and the Lions were doing well. So I'm not quite sure that we are going to get this wild and crazy shootout in Detroit there in that game. I do think maybe the defenses have a lot more success in that one than the offenses, but it's worth seeing whether or not that game does it get to a touchdown. Will the market push Detroit? Do you believe Detroit is a touchdown better than the Tampa Bay Bucks on their own home turf? A lot still to be determined about that game. And then, of course, it's kind of hard for me to believe that we have not one but two almost double-digit dogs uh, that we're going to be breaking down coming up uh, this hour. C.J. Stroud of the Houston Texans and, of course, Jordan Love of the Green Bay Packers. Both are heading to the number one seeds, and both are not getting a whole lot of respect in the marketplace, are they, given the fact that we've got uh, almost a 10-point, hard to believe, a 10-point dog with two of the better quarterbacks that we have seen over the last month of the season. There are no more frauds in the NFL playoffs. They are all bounced. There is no more Pittsburgh. There is no more Eagles or Cowboys or Cleveland. No, no. What's left are the six best quarterbacks, the eight best quarterbacks, I think, over the last month of the season. It's a quarterback's league. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around giving those quarterbacks double digits. We'll talk more about that as Game Time Decisions continues here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, welcome back in the game time decisions here on this Wednesday here. We've got plenty going on in the world of sports here tonight, especially on the hardwood, and nobody better to bring it all down for us than one coach, James Young in the house, ready to roll on what is uh, a fantastic card here, uh, Coach, not just in college, but I believe in the NBA as well. And I'd like to start there because we just learned at the top of the hour, uh, welcome to a brand new look Raptors, who in just a few short weeks has completely changed uh, the makeup of this team. Uh, And they told us they were not done trading Ananobi is a, a New York Nick now, and it looks like, of course, Pascal Siakam is on his way to the Pacers here. A whole lot of draft picks. I believe Bruce Brown was included in that one as well. So uh, give me your thoughts on uh, on this news here and who, if anybody you think, wins this trade, both short-term and long-term. I, You know what? I, I kind of go back to the, the OG trade, Joe. Uh, I think they both won. Right, I mean, if, if let, let's take it first for Indiana's perspective, right? Indiana dynamic offensively, and I think with Siakam, I think it becomes there is a scarier offensively because of the ability of Siakam could be a point forward, could put Halliburton off the ball, which makes it intriguing, but also one of the more athletic forwards that can run the lanes. So now you have a mm. souped up charger running the lane, or the guy that can drive the ball. Um, so I think that's interesting, it's, and it's a huge upgrade. Shout out to Obi Toppin. I said on my podcast before, Obi Toppin went from wanting to get time and backing up Randall to going to Indiana, playing well, not playing D, going to the bench, now you're barely playing at all. Shout out to Obi. Obi's probably real happy right now, but that's not important. Uh, but <laughs> I think the bigger thing, Joe, is defensively, people got to remember, Siakam, when he got to this league, Joe, was a stopper. He was a defender. A really good defender can guard you. Maybe not one through four, but two through four, two through five. Pascal Siakam's a top-notch defender. So the biggest weakness they had was on the defensive side of the ball having a stopper on the wing. Well, now you just address that. Now, are they better than the uh, Sixers? No. Are they better than uh, Milwaukee? No. Are they better than Boston? No. Are they better than the Knicks? I don't think so. But they're better, they're competitive, they got a stopper and gel with only two of the three picks that they give up was theirs. They're positioned now with more picks, right? And they didn't include Bennett Matherin, and they didn't include uh, Jarris Walker. Mm. That means there could be, maybe not now, unless maybe you throw a bad buddy in 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 the trade, you could make another move for another piece down the road because you got tradable assets. Other side, Toronto, they took OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, and turned it into Barrett quickly. Mm. Bruce Brown, who I think is going to get flipped again because I think he can go to a contender or could use a 3-and-D guy, uh, a cheaper version of OG. Philadelphia, maybe. You know, Lakers, maybe. Right? And then you turn around. You can join the war who can score, right? And then you got four first-round picks. So, mm. besides you, did a good job retooling it, and I don't think he's done yet because I do think Bruce Brown will fetch him something, maybe a, a young piece and a pick. Maybe not a first-round pick, maybe a couple of second-round picks or high second-round picks. I think both teams, Joe, did very, very well in this trade. Yeah, well, certainly. I mean, and when I heard the trade, Coach, first thing I thought about is we you were talking about a Pacers team that's got – all the scoring talent in the world, but they're 26 defensively, coach. That changes. 
with Pascal Siakam because he will make them a better defensive team. And it's ironic that they've actually been better defensively without Halliburton on the court. But something's got to give, right? Uh, but having mm -hmm. Siakam on that court now, it, it, how dangerous is this Indiana team to make a run this year, do you think? It all depends on their half-court defense, Joe. Because you know it and I know it. Generally, generally, it slows down in the playoffs, right? Half-court basketball becomes paramount. And the ability to get stops becomes important. Very rarely has a team that's been as bad as them make a run. But I don't know, Joe. I mean, they've, be, they've beaten Boston. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the Bucks don't even want to see them play. <laughs> you nope. know what I'm saying? So yep. they got parts. I, I'm just curious. Like, it would be interesting if they just if they said, you know what? I, I like Benedict Matherin. I, I, I like Jarris Walker. Take those two and bad buddy with someone else. Pick a trade and go get a, go get a two guard. Like, go 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 yeah. get a guy that can knock down shot. I mean, here's here's an interesting one. I don't know. I, I don't know how much it will cost him. I'd be curious if Zach Levine played better defense. That would be an interesting guy I would see on Indiana. Tall, Ooh. athletic, can get his shot. Problem is he don't play no goddamn defense, right? So mm. there's gonna be guys, you know, that could make it interesting. Uh, but they're they're going to be a team that's going to be at the very least at the very least, Joe, very exciting to watch the next couple of years. We had some uh, we had some tragic news uh, out earlier today regarding the Golden State Warriors, who uh, uh, their assistant coach has passed away at age forty six after suffering a heart attack while they were out to uh, a, a team meal. It seems. Uh, coach, and he had a medical emergency and uh, unfortunately passed away. They canceled the game against Utah here tonight. And as if the Warriors uh, don't have enough uh, trying to figure out what's going on, now they lose a 46-year-old assistant coach. It's just tragic all the way around here. But you, you got to wonder what... I mean, what is the psyche of this Golden State team moving forward? Uh, everything that we've read and heard about them leading up to this week was that they were on the verge of cracking anyway. Uh, just a just a terrible story. And you got to wonder if this is the end of the Golden State Warriors as we once knew them. You know what, Joe? It's it's um, it's a, it's a shame that what happened. You know when you um. When, when you think about it, you know, I, I was um, a high school coach when I, I lost a kid, Albert Martin, a kid that I mentored, and, and uh, I lost we lost Albert 11 years ago, I would say, um, to a heart attack uh, on the floor. And mm. it's something that's hard to recover from um, as a kid, as an adult, as a coach. Um, a guy that was very well respected, not just by his team, but this was a, a global guy. Like, and you're seeing a lot more Joe European guys come over to the states yep. and coach because of the, the the European style of basketball so much more. I'm going to be honest with you, folks, and people may not like what I'm about to say. More finesse and definitely more fundamentally based. And it would thinking with their mind more than their athletic ability than what we do in the States. So teams are bringing over these guys. And it's, it's such a shame that, that we, we lost this guy at the age of 46 as you and I both around the same age mm. of 47. Like that, that's, some, that's some scary stuff to hear. And it makes you want to know that no matter how old you are, like you got to go to your doctor, you got to get to your cardiologist, you got to get your EKGs. You know, I'm, I'm a black male. I got to go get my prostate checked. At once a year, like we're not invisible, mm -hmm. folks. So make sure you're doing the right thing here. But in regards to the Warriors, unfortunately, I thought they were done be way before this. I think there's too much trouble there. I think Clay Thompson is gone. Wiggins has not been the same. Draymond got his money and doesn't care. Uh, so this is just another bad break for a team that's the, the dynasty soldier. Yeah, next game scheduled for Friday. No word on whether that'll take place. We'll have more next on Game Time Decisions. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, welcome back in Game Time Decisions here on the Sports Grid Network. Joe Ranieri alongside the coach, James Young, ready to roll here in the NBA. Uh, If you're just joining us, of course, the big news today uh, regarding Pascal Siakam now on his way to be uh, an Indiana Pacer. So uh, a lot, uh, I am sure, more to come out about this. But in the meantime, uh, Coach, what is the line done for the New York Nick game here tonight? Uh, I believe uh, that they've got an opportunity here to kind of flex uh, a little bit against the Houston Rockets. And I love your Knicks in this spot. The question is, Jalen Brunson going? Is he not going? What What are we, what's the deal here against the Rockets? Because the number, the total keeps rising. I thought the Knicks were playing defense. Well, the total is rising, but the key is that Jalen Brunson is in the starting lineup. Points prop at 27 and a half at even money. Ooh. That's a lot. Uh, I, what I would always look for with the Knicks is, as of late, is Jalen Brunson's assist total. It's at six and a half tonight, minus 140. He's play, He's being used differently now, Joe, in the fact that we talked about with DiVincenzo and OG Ananobi, they spaced the floor better than R.J. Barrett. Secondly, because it's no quickly, number two, he has the ball in his hands more, right? Barrett, quickly, ISO guys, one-on-one guys, right? OG, DiVincenzo, Grimes, shooters. So at least more assists. So I don't have it as one of my play sites, but over six and a half assists and minus 140 is something to take a look at. I would dare say even an eight-plus assist at plus 135. Uh, should be part of your rotation. And then I would also look at the points uh, for OG Ananobi at 14 and a half. He's starting to settle in, Joe, right? He's starting to settle in with this team. And a Houston team, uh, think about it, I think it's given up, I think, 120 points or more in every game of this road trip. I mean, they lost in Boston. They lost in Philly. I mean, the only one they had on the, on the road trip was Detroit. And it was 122-120. And this is the last game of the road trip. You know what happens in the last game of road trips, right, Joe? You're in New York City. <laughs> yep. You're having a good time a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yep. was six. It was six and a half. It went to seven. Knicks covered the spread tonight. Yes. Love it. All right. He's back in the New York uh, Knicks here. And just uh, uh, to follow up, uh, I-, I thought maybe the line would move a little bit more here since Toronto lost its most senior and best player, but... Miami's in town here. I'm seeing three here now, Coach. Three and a half as that starts to creep up here. Uh, I don't even know what to, I mean, what would you do with a team like Toronto now? Is it, it Are they a fade because too much change too quickly? Or with Quigley and, of course, you know, Barrett, maybe, uh, maybe not a bad situation to look to back him at home? Well, you got to look at the fact that, number one, Hero's back, Bam's back, yep. Jimmy Butler's back, Lowry's playing. So all the Heat guys are in the lineup. Now, here's the interesting thing, Joe. I, the news of OG being, not OG, uh, Siakam being moved started technically last night. 
So I think mm. this line is based off of they thought he was going to get moved today, right? I had it when I talked to Kowski, set my plays in. I had the money line minus 160. It's minus 150 on FanDuel. Shop around, get your best bet out of that. I think Miami wins. I think Miami needs to get rolling. Transition phase here uh, for a team like Toronto. Give me the Miami Heat on a money line tonight. Ooh, I kind of like the way you're going there, Coach. Uh, I, what are we doing with the Celtics here tonight? Doesn't look like you're looking at the uh, maybe the full game, but maybe a prop or two in this one. Yeah, well, for me, I'm just I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep it simple, and I'm gonna just go with Jason Tatum uh, over his points prop. I think it's at 28 and a half. Jason Tatum, obviously, I'm worried about the the actual spread, Joe. If you want to do something with the spread. Uh, maybe you want to go, you know, first half uh, or something like that or first quarter. But I'm going to go with Tatum over 27 and a half points. I think this is a spot where it's ready. It's a good scoring Tatum versus a bad defensive team. Boston's starting five is banged up. So maybe the usage rate goes up tonight for Tatum. And here's the thing, 27 and a half points, Joe. He can have this thing midway through the third quarter because they're going to score mm. and score bunches. Give me over 27 and a half tonight for Jason Tatum. Ooh, all right. That leaves us uh, one game that uh, you have focused on here. It's a boatload of points here, Coach. I, I mean, the Pelicans yeah. are laying, what, a dozen against Charlotte? Does it matter? Uh, should we be worried? How are you approaching this one? No, it shouldn't matter. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> No, no, gonna not really. <laughs> they're gonna crush them. I mean, I mean, Charlotte. Char- I mean, I know Charlotte's got Lamelo back, but they're God, they're so bad. And and, and that I want to say this: that's gonna be a team to watch. Um, is a team like Charlotte because they have they have guys, scary Terry, Gordon Hayward, mm. uh, PJ PJ Washington, uh, Nick Richards. They got a bunch of guys that I would suspect should be moved at the deadline. I know it is a lot of points to lay, but this New Orleans team is starting to play better, and I just I, I can't get in front of Charlotte right now. Give me the New Orleans Pelicans minus 11. All right, Coach, let's, uh, let's uh, maneuver over to college hoops here tonight. A lot of great, uh, very well-known matchups here, including – the Kentucky Wildcats, who are back home, but licking uh, their wounds here a little bit uh, after uh, losing on the road to AM. Now they got Mississippi State to deal with here. Six and a half, Coach, is what I'm seeing. What are you thinking? Well, think about the fact that they, they, two Saturdays ago, they went on the road and they, and they won outright as a two-and-a-half-point underdog at Florida. They just went on the road three-and-a-half as, as an underdog and lost by five in overtime. So not a bad loss to a Texas A&M team, which Buzz Williams and their team plays really hard, especially at College Station. I look at Mississippi State as a team playing Kentucky that I think is the best team in the SEC. They've won seven of the last eight games. Uh, you're starting to get better play out of D.J. Wagner. We, I mean, D.J. Wagner, bro, he's a fourth-best guard on the team. Like, Shepard, mm-hmm. Dellingham, you know, Reeves, then Wagner, and then you got the big boy, the monster, Bradshaw. Too much Kentucky tonight. Minus, it was kind of reminiscent of last night when it was Florida versus Tennessee, and it was nine, and they blew them out. Same thing happens tonight. Give me the Wildcats, minus six and a half. Ooh, going Wildcats, getting it done. And our boy, Chris Beard, Ole Miss, catching three and a half against LSU. Why, Coach? Why? Make it make sense. It doesn't make sense. I mean, I mean to me, it, 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 it I mean, I was looking at it. I was like, oh, okay, like, th- this should be Ole Miss favored by a couple of points, yada, 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 so on and so forth. And then I look, and I'm like, wait, they're they're getting three and a half points? And, and this is what happens, folks. There's so much parity in college basketball, but there's also the fact that teams that go on the road tend to struggle. I, I think Chris Beard is doing – him and Shaheen Holloway are probably doing the two best jobs in the country right now. With teams that no one expected much – out of them at all. An LSU team, right, that is 10 and 6, but who have they played? Right? And 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 don't don't look at the loss at Tennessee and be like, all right, Ole Miss is done. It was just 
It was everything went wrong versus everything went right. Chris Beard is too good of a coach. I could take him on the money line, but why do it? I'll just take the three and a half as protection in case they lose a tight one. But I think Ole Miss steals it at LSU. Ooh, look like getting it done. And what about OU? Probably not in a really good mood tonight at home against West Virginia. Uh, that's unfortunate for West Virginia here tonight. No, coach? <laughs> yep. Yeah, they are in. Uh, what did Charles Barkley say? Well, they're terrible. They're absolutely mm-hmm. terrible. They're the worst team in, mm-hmm. in that league. They're going to, to Norman. Nor- they just got spanked over the weekend at home to Kansas. They're going to be in a, in a. They're going to be in such a lovely mood tonight in Norman, Oklahoma, that they're going to be nice enough to beat West Virginia by twenty. The same West Virginia team. Now, folks, I coached at Monmouth, and they've done, King's done a great job with Monmouth this year. Xander's been fantastic. They're up to Monmouth by four at the break, at home. You're going to now think that they're going to go play Oklahoma? And you get this, Joe. You get these teams that get embarrassed, particularly at home, and they come back the next home game. If it's a lesser opponent, you punch them in the mouth. And for me, when you have these teams, especially in the Big 12, where it's so hard to win on the road, even at home, it's tough. You got to bludgeon the bad teams. Great team versus bad team. Great team beats up bad team. Give me Oklahoma minus points. And one last one, Joe, I had to do it. Go. Shout out to my guy, Andrew Tool, Andy Tool. We've been, we've been friends for 25, 30 years. Bobby Moe, I'm going with Bobby Moe minus eight and a half at home. I just saw him over the weekend, hit a game winner, and went by at the buzzer, right? I think it's for Purdue Fort Wayne, I'm not mistaken. Well, they're playing Detroit, who is 0-18, 2-8 against the spread the last 10 games, and the same thing that Bobby Moe beat at the buzzer, they lost by 35. <laughs> and the line is eight and a half. Give me Bobby Moe minus eight and a half. For you guys who know, if you don't know Bobby Moe, that, that's Robert Morris, you guys don't know that. RM tonight, getting it done by JY. James Young, outstanding as always, coach. We certainly appreciate uh, the time here. Know you're going to cash those tickets. We'll be back. More game time decisions coming up next here on The Grid. Can't a coach like this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Um... And welcome back in Game Time Decisions here on the Sports Grid Network. I'm Joe Ranieri. Much going on uh, this week here, in addition to, of course, college basketball and the NBA. uh, We do have a few more football games that have to be played in the NFL. And we are off and running on the PGA Tour here as the American Express is next up. And who better to help us navigate through this tournament and our good friend Brady Cannon stepping in here. And uh, listen, Brady, I was uh, I rewatched our segments from last week 
And I kept going. I, I thought you said Grayson Murray. I was looking for it at, <laughs> at what? 500 to one? Yeah. I don't quite think he made the cut. So, oh, uh, but man. my goodness, what a tournament that turned out to be. And what a tournament this looks like it's going to be. Yeah, a couple <laughs> of crazy ones here in a row, possibly. You know, the American Express is, I believe, for me, one of the hardest handicaps there is, one of the most unpredictable tournaments. You know, and you get guys like Grayson Murray, 500. You know, it, it wasn't that long ago that nobody knew about this kid, Adam Long, that that took down Phil Mickelson yes. on Sunday and cashed for 300 to one. Hudson Swafford, I think he's won here twice. And, you know, that's about all he's ever done. Uh, I mean, there, there are some. And then, of course, last year you get what's supposed to happen and John Rahm wins it as the favorite. So it, it's really kind of all over the map at the American Express they play three different golf courses. It's a pro-am. So, you know, the first three days you're playing with an amateur, it takes you six hours to finish. It's a birdie fest. It's kind of a, a weird tournament, uh, you know, from that standpoint. Maybe that translates into why it's very difficult to bet. But, you know, this, I, and I've mentioned this with you before, Joe, the two weeks in Hawaii and then here at the Amex is kind of my preseason. I use these events to kind of get a feel for how guys are going, the return to action and whatnot, and and also trying to, you know, work myself into a mid-season form and, and, and get my handicap, uh, you know, polished up before we get into the meat of the season. So this is my final week of that quote-unquote preseason for me where I just kind of dabble in a few outrights and then next week when we get to Torrey Pines, I'll get in further uh, into the head-to-heads and the top 20s and all that good stuff. So it, it's a, a very strong field. I mean, we've got a whole bunch of guys in the top 25, top 50, uh, obviously. Rom won't be here to defend it uh, because uh, he's unavailable right now. But wasn't this like the old Bob Hope classic yeah. or something mm-hmm. along those lines where out in Palm Strings in a play – I, the guys swear by it. Uh, they absolutely love this. But what kind of course are we talking about here? Yeah, you're exactly right, Joe. The old Bob Hope. And I, I still like to call it the Bob Hope. I mean, you're right. That was a classic. And, and then it's followed up by what used to be called the Crosby, the Bing Crosby. You know, these two mm-hmm. guys would hope all their friends. And, and now... Uh, you know, Pebble Beach is obviously still Pebble Beach, and that's going to be, um, um, uh, what do they call it, an elevated event, uh, a signature yep. event this year on tour. And, and you're also correct in saying the field is pretty loaded for the American Express this year. Uh, one of the best fields we've seen, Scotty Scheffler, Jason Day, Wyndham Clark, Shoffley, Cantley. No, it's looking pretty good. The courses you play, La Quinta Country Club, uh, the tournament, the Nicholas tournament course at PGA West, and then the stadium course, which is a Pete Dye design. Each player plays each course once for the first three days, and then Sunday's all decided at the stadium course. That's the hardest of the three. That's the one where we have the most statistical information. There's not a whole lot here as far as driving the ball. You want you want to drive the ball well. Obviously, you don't want to be erratic, but accuracy and distance don't matter too much. Just get the ball out there and get it in play. And then from there on in, it's about approach shots. And and anytime you've got a birdie fest going on, it's going to be about draining a lot of putts. Most of my guys that I landed on this week are pretty darn good putters. I I started out Mm. with Sunjay M at 21 to 1. He's just been a machine here. He never seems to finish worse than top 15. He's been here five times. The worst he's ever done is 18th. He's always like 10th, 12th, 11th. So, you know, hopefully he's in that neighborhood again and and has a chance to kick down the door on Sunday. Um, My second choice was Eric Cole, who's really a birdie machine, you know, coming off of the Rookie of the Year honor for the PGA Tour last year. He was number one in tour in a number of categories involving making birdies. He makes a lot of them. He's a fantastic putter. You know, he's done well for a couple weeks in a row in Hawaii, and I think this course is actually a better fit for his game. So went with Eric Cole, and then Adam Hadwin, really the the, – Bob Hope or the American Express specialist, if you will. He's uh, got a number of top 10 finishes and including a couple of runner-ups, fantastic putter, been playing pretty well uh, recently as uh, we wind down the end of last year and now into this year as well. And then I went a little deeper down the board. Hadwin was 50 to one. 
went a little deeper to Cam Davis at 70, and I've seen him a lot shorter. I've seen his price come down. I, I think there's some sharp play on the Australian Cam Davis. He, he was on a tear at the end of last year, finished top 10 in five out of his last seven starts, and he had a couple of flash rounds in, in Hawaii, too, where he went really low. Um, I think he could catch a heater here, and, and this, I think, is a, you know, a birdie fest for a guy that makes a lot of birdies. Could be good for him. And then uh, a couple of even longer bombs they went with. Our, our good buddy, Joe, you know, I, I'd lose my wise guy card if I didn't at least make a play every now and then on Bo Hostler. Went with Bo Hostler. Yes. One. Another guy, that, you remember, another guy that was red hot yep. down the stretch last year. A lot of top 10 finishes. A birdie fest is perfect for this guy. He's done well here in the past. And then uh, a guy that finished sixth here last year, and I think is another birdie fest type guy, uh, just comes off of a win at the Worldwide Technology in Mexico back in November, is Eric Van Royen. And uh, he could be our triple-digit guy mm. of the week. Let's make it three in a row. I got him at uh, 105 to 1. Well, let me ask you one quick question. We talked about this guy last week, and we were shocked how he got steamed on the board before the first round, and he played really on the first page of the leaderboard was Montgomery. Vegas yeah. guy by yeah. your neck of the woods finished, I think, top five last year here. Uh, also hanging around, what, that 50 to 60 to one shot? You got to let me know if there's any big bets on him before they tee off, because there certainly was last week at the Sony. Yeah, and, and you know, rightly so. He, he competed there, like you say. He was around for a minute, kind of dropped off on the final day on Sunday. Um, I think I was on him here at the American Express last year. This guy's going to win mm. a tournament sometime. Yes. He, he was really hot around this time of year last year, and then he kind of cooled off. Um, but this could be the tournament where he heats up again because, like I say, birdie fest, you need a good flat, uh, flat stick. This guy's one of the best putters in the entire field, Taylor Montgomery. So I'll let you know if I see some steam on him. But, no, I, I wouldn't argue with a play uh, on Taylor Montgomery here at this venue at all. Love it. All right, so let's switch to the NFL uh, because it, there's some interesting storylines uh, going on here. But I think the marketplace and these numbers are extremely interesting. You know, Brady, we don't have any more frauds left. The yeah. eight remaining teams, to me, the it's a quarterback league, and you'd be hard. These are the eight best quarterbacks over the last month of the season, I think, by far. I'm yeah, not laying double digits with these quarter. I mean, that's I just I can't fade Stroud or Love and just think they're going to get blown out with how they've been playing. It's tough to lay those bigger numbers there with San Francisco and Baltimore. I totally agree with you, Joe, and Stroud and Love specifically. I think they have such high ceilings that they can keep their teams yep. hanging around in ball games. Now, you know, conversely, the Baltimore Ravens have shown an affinity. You know, I mean, they're a pretty darn complete team. And what I'm getting at here is they have shown the ability to compete with very good offenses. They shut down the Miami Dolphins. You know, they handled San Francisco pretty well. They beat up on uh, the Detroit Lions, the Seattle Seahawks. So, you know, and I think Houston is a darn good offense, you know, of course, anchored by that stud behind center. I just love this kid. He's such a, a welcome mm. addition to the NFL. And I've made a lot of money betting on Houston this year. I, I had, you know, I didn't know if I was off or if the books were, but I, I guess I was more right than they were with my line that I made for last week's game against the Browns. I had, I had the Texans as a slight favorite. And once again, hmm. this week, I have them as a shorter dog. My power ratings come to six and a half, not nine and a half. And when I crunch the stats on all four of these games this week, it all comes up in favor of the underdog. And that kind of worries me a little bit. My power ratings are pretty close to where the lines are uh, at the open or what have you, or where they are currently. Uh, but this Ravens-Texans one was the one that was most off. And, and I've noticed that. I think I have the Houston Texans rated higher than most people. And, and maybe, and, and for, so far, I've been correct. It could change this week. I think last week they knew that was a game they can win. I'm not sure if they have that mentality this week, but I'm with you, Joe. I, I, I can't lay it. I did play the Ravens on a money line parlay with the, uh, with the 49ers and the Lions, um, but I'd probably take this before I laid it. That feels risky because you know how it is as well. 
You go into this second week and everybody's high on the teams that pulled off the upset. Oh, they're on a roll. They're going to, you know, and and I I don't want to fall into that trap either. I mean, you know, Baltimore could do what they did to Miami and Detroit and all the rest and just steamroll this team. But um, I I played it safe. I actually did play a a 10-point teaser where I went the other way and took the Texans to 19. You know, I think this this total has come down from 45 or so down to 43 and a half or whatever it is. I mean, if I'm catching almost 20 points, I, I think I'll be okay. And and C.J. Stroud will keep us competitive. Yeah, I uh, I think there's a lot of of the future quarterbacks of this league are playing or remaining. I think here. I think you want to take a big snapshot of what the future in the NFL looks like. These eight teams, I think, are a pretty good uh, indicator of what we've got. Uh, Are you leaning one way or the other with Buffalo and and Kansas City? Obviously, the game, everyone is going to uh, the two heavyweights going at it here on Sunday night. I think this one, you know, from a betting perspective, you can say, okay, I'm going to tease Kansas City up. That's that's probably the easiest answer. Um, But I do believe it is a very tough game to figure out. Um, You know, it seems that Kansas City kind of has Buffalo's number, especially in the playoffs. A little same-season revenge here. Kansas City has a massive rest advantage. You know, they, they played uh, last Saturday. And then, of course, Buffalo plays on Monday. They get that game moved because of the weather. So Buffalo's on a short week here. And, and then, you know, the narrative out there, Buffalo's finally got him at home. Patrick Mahomes finally going on the road for a playoff game. You know, and I, I made the number three. My power ratings came to three. That was kind of immediately taken, but we're not necessarily saying it, seeing it go yet back to three. Um, that tells me that the wise guys are probably siding with the dog here, of course, taking the three, and, and, and you don't want to take the two and a half at this point, but the fact that it's stuck there uh, tells me something. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, you know, they have a lot of injuries, unfortunately, especially on defense. Mm. I think Gabe Davis is a real key for this team. And I don't know if he's going to be back until possibly the Super Bowl if they make it that far. But we know about that Kansas City defense. We know about how, I mean, they, they shut down the Miami offense and their receivers. If Buffalo is missing Gabe Davis, I think that just puts that much more pressure on the rest of the receiving core. I think you're in for a real good one, probably low point total. I would probably lean towards the under here. And uh, I, I think Kansas City tees to eight and a half is the easiest way to go. I don't really have a great feel for who's going to come out the winner. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to make it simple. I'm teasing Kansas and I'm backing Buffalo on the money line. I'm going to drink as much bourbon as humanly possible <laughs> and hope it lands somewhere in between there. Brady Cannon, always <laughs> a pleasure, my man. Game Time Decisions returns after this. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms, and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Come. All right, welcome back in Game Time Decisions here on the Sports Grid Network. I'm Joe Neri. We look to close out this first hour getting ready for the opening uh, tip around not only the NBA, but, of course, 
college basketball has some absolutely huge games getting ready to go off here tonight as conference play off and running here this season. But you got to look forward uh, to number one, newly crowned, by the way, number one in the country. How about UConn, huh? How about them Huskies? They are looking to continue their winning ways here tonight against number 18, Creighton. That's going to be in stores, Connecticut here. And really, this is, uh, they have been phenomenal. They are now, what, 15-2 and two on the season, 5-1. and one. They have gone unbeaten since that opening loss against Seton Hall back on December 20th. They just uh, beat down Georgetown on Sunday, 80-67. to 67. And because everybody else that was in the top five Managed to lose somehow last week. UConn remains standing here as Dan Hurley uh, loving it. Uh, once again, he's got these guys primed and ready to go here tonight. Also, uh, Klingon, I believe, is back here. Donovan Klingon is, uh, they said, has a good opportunity. He's going to be taking warm-ups uh, tonight and could very well playing this game, and that is great news for UConn, not great news for Creighton. That's just one of the many games here we're going to be keeping an eye on when we come back as we've got much more to discuss with uh, the NFL divisional round coming up. But, of course, plenty of NBA, plenty of college hoops, just a couple of NHL games, but storylines around the world of sports, and we will get to them all in case you missed any of this past hour. Don't worry. You don't have to go very far. We'll be back, and we will reset it for you, get you ready for a great night of hoops coming up next here on Game Time Decisions. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 